Welcome to the show this week. We've got a, a special guest, Ryder University middle infielder Johnny Volpe. Uh, Johnny uh, getting ready for his junior year. One of the key or big hits in Ryder history last year. We'll get into talking about that, his trip to the NCAA tournament, um, summer uh, experiences, and, and getting ready to, to try to repeat in 2022. Johnny, welcome, and uh, how are we doing? Oh uh, yeah, thank you for having me. First of all, and just excited to be here, doing pretty well. So, so, so your summer was a little bit different than you know some of the guys we talked about uh, too lately. In fact, your your buddy Trey over at Monmouth, your your roommate Frank, um, you did not have a trip to the Cape, unlike uh, those guys, um, because you uh, didn't play a whole lot this summer. And 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 tell us what what happened late last year in, in the season. Yeah, so about midway through last year, I actually broke my foot, a couple ligaments in it were torn. So the whole summer, I was kind of just rehabbing my foot and just like lifting and preparing for the fall. So I had a total different aspect as they did from them playing baseball every single day. I was kind of the exact opposite. I was just trying to get back to playing baseball every single day. Miss it more when just, it's gone, right? Oh, my God. Like, no idea. Like, you really start to miss it when you can't play. So, yeah. So I was just lifting. Uh, kind of just getting in shape for the fall and just preparing to get back rather than playing. So now you got hurt during the season, right? Middle of the middle of the year. We just didn't really know the extent of it until afterwards. Is that uh is that yeah, what so I actually got hurt in Manhattan in our first game there. So that was right around halfway through the season. And we didn't really I don't want to say we didn't want teams to know so they could like utilize my injury, whether it was like Bunting if I was playing second or just like knowing I had a hurt injury. So we kind of all just like kept it quiet, like didn't really know too much like about it because we didn't get like an MRI or anything. So I came back like way too early with the injury. You were just sore and playing through it though, right? Exactly. I was just playing hurt, taping up, like doing everything I needed to do just to get back out there. But yeah, it was tough playing through it and just trying to come back, push for the playoffs. And I mean, it was a grind, but. I would do the same thing all over again, to be honest. And and to to think that you were, you know, obviously you you might have been uh, compensating, but you certainly didn't really, uh, you know, you Mac Player of the Week at, at at one point last year, right? Yeah. So that was actually my first weekend back playing. Well, second, yeah. I played a game. Why would anybody think game. anything was that wrong, right? Yeah. No. So I played a game at uh, I think it was Niagara. So we played at Niagara. Or it was Kinesis, I'm sorry. So we played at Kinesis, and I got a game in. And I was – I think I went, like – I was, like, one for two. And then I got a single to the right, and I was rounding first base. And, like, it just didn't feel good. Like, Coach Davis saw, like, I wasn't doing good. And we had another game after that. And he was like, all right, I'm sending you this game. Like, we need you for the next weekend because we need to get a top four seed so we could be home. And I was like, okay. So I sat that game. That was our fourth game. And then we played St. Peter's. So this was like my first real like weekend back playing full time. And uh, I actually didn't take BP. I barely even like practiced. And Coach Davis was totally understanding of it. Like kind of just let me do my own thing. And one Mac player of the week after barely taking BP and just kind of playing. And uh, it was really cool how like Coach Davis understood my injury and like really kind of just let me go out there and play and like just do what I could have. And yeah, I somehow won Mac Player of the Week. After so let that let that be a lesson to you, to you kids. Batting practice is not important at all, right? Absolutely not. 
So, so last, time I hit a, last time I hit a home run in batting practice, I had to be when I was like 12 years old on Littlefield, if we're being honest. So let's let's talk about, you know, you're uh, we're going to show a clip here. Um, you know, the uh, the you're telling me you were hurt and and still managed to pull pull this kind of playoff here against St. Peter's. And you'll, you'll see this in a second. That's even short, right? I mean, that's yeah. So that was first game back in the field, actually, because Pete was our ace and that was our first game back. And uh, if you go back to the video, actually, you see me pick up my right foot because I couldn't plant and throw. So I was doing everything just all arm, like kind of just playing like with athleticism. And like I couldn't plant and throw my back foot. So I pick up my right foot like I was like a ballerina or something. And I kind of just winged it over there. And it just, you know, when you're playing, you don't feel it too much because like the adrenaline's going. Right. And you just but, do what you have to, to to get it done. Yeah, exactly. So, and I was, and like, I was in a lot of pain, but I wasn't telling anybody like, and then, uh, and then I got the MRI actually back and it wasn't good. So. So you were kind of split between second and short when you were playing during the year, right? Is that. Yeah. So depending on like who was doing well in our lineup and like what was going on sometimes, like who was pitching, who was hitting well, who's feeling well, I would kind of just play everywhere. Cause like, I'm pretty comfortable playing both positions. So whoever was hot, I just, let them go and kind of just fill in the other one, you know? Right, because you had Jordan, you had uh, Jake playing a lot in the middle of the field, right? Jordan? Exactly, yeah. So, depending on, like, who's hot, who's working, they kind of just stuck them out there, you know? We were deep. Three, so. good middle, three good middle infielders, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. A couple dogs. Yeah, and and they're both back, obviously, for for uh, for 2022. That's got to be one of the uh, things that's exciting is how many guys are back. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's really cool just to, like, see all the guys who are coming back, but – the seniors, we had a really good group of seniors. We only had, like, five of them. But they were all, like, the most unbelievable, like, leaders you could ask for. So, yeah, everyone's saying, like, we have a lot of guys coming back. But, like, our actual team, like, morale is we, we need to pick up the slack because, like, those guys carried so much weight that, like, you don't see, like, unless you're behind the scenes, you know? No, you can't. There's There's no – Sean, like a Sean McGann is more than just the sum of his numbers. So much more. Like he, he had his worst year actually playing with us, like throughout his, all of his years of college. Yep. But if we didn't have him on our team, there's no way we go to the NCAA. Might've had his biggest like, impact too. He, like there's no way he like took all of us under his wing. Like he was just, he's someone that you need on a team to win and like go to, Mm -hmm. somewhere like Louisiana or somewhere big and like make it to the NCAAs like you need a guy like him so it's gonna be fun to see like who steps up this year and who like really takes leadership and like who you can see like develop as like a player like that yeah because now that everybody's gone right the hope's got to be that that guys can take that those lessons and, and apply them to to what's you know in store for this year exactly yeah so it's gonna be cool just to like see what's going on and who takes charge so let's talk Mac baseball for a little bit then, because, you know, for years, kind of like uh, the, the reputation had been, you know, one bid and lucky to get one bid. And, and, and so, you know, going into COVID year, Fairfield starts out as, as the national team, you know, story in the country. They start out 27 and 0. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got, um, you know, you guys obviously take control and, and, and we'll talk about the postseason and, and sweep to the, you know, uh, five straight games to win the the conference, you know, between the, the play-in weekend and then the actual tournament. So it's a, it's a two-bid league for the first time ever. 
right? You got you got Monmouth with a, a potential high draft pick and and stacked team. You got Marist, which was really really good last year, but had so many COVID issues to deal with. Mm. You, know, you got Niagara, you got Canisius, you got it's a pretty loaded league this year. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of like good players. This year there was a ton of guys, and I think there's a ton of guys coming back, just like in the MAC in general, because I know guys, a lot of guys are getting like that extra year back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's we're the MAC's like no joke now. The MAC's got some really good players, and we got some really good pitchers like Mammoth. Mammoth, Trey tells me all the time how good some of those dudes are, and he doesn't even talk about himself. Right, and rightfully so, he's going to be the one that gets picked super high, and he's not even talking about himself. So just like hearing him like chirp about his team. And then I know Maris has got some dudes like Colin Mackle, Just Kabzinski. I play mm-hmm. with those guys. Those are some really good ball players. And then uh yeah, I mean there's some there's some talent here. So I mean it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be competitive, and that's just what we want. Conference switch to uh three single nines, right, for the schedule this year yeah. instead of the double headers. You like that more? I don't know. I kind of liked playing the doubleheaders. I just like love playing baseball. Like I could play for hours on time. So just like it's it's fun because you get to play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really mind it. It's a ton of baseball either way. But uh it's gonna be more realistic, I guess, because like that seven inning game, it was kind of just like, all right, who's kind of I don't want to say who scores first, but like whoever picks up that momentum, it's so hard to come back. Yeah. Only seven innings, you know? Yeah. So I guess I like it better because it's more like realistic baseball, you know? Yeah, it, it, yeah, for sure. The longer games, I mean, it, it's, it's just hard to control with one pitcher and a couple early runs. Yeah. Like you got that one dude and a seven inning game is easy to win. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, speaking of one dude, you got uh, Frankie leading, leading the, the, the charges this year on the, in the rotation, you know, obviously oh, yeah. I'm with Phil Pete's shoes. Uh, Pete Soporowski, but you've got some guys behind Frank and some guys coming back, hopefully, for the season that have been out. So you're pitching, you know, you, you hear a lot about Monmouth's pitchers, but but you're probably pretty excited, too. Yeah, we got some dudes almost like I feel like our pitching staff is super similar to Monmouth because we have two starters that are coming back in Dylan Hine and Alex Agus. And those guys are really good starting pitchers. They just both Tommy John. Uh, our closers come back, Vinny Viteco. And mm-hmm. then uh, Frank. Just you know what you got out of him. You got a stud. So it's really cool that we have three guys who are starting. And then we have Kenny coming back. Kenny's an awesome starter. So right there is just four really good starters that we have, similar to Mamas. So, and you got the big lefty, even though Mamas got a couple of them. We got one too. And it's just it's cool to see how like every single weekend is gonna be like a competition because everyone's gonna have those dudes, you know? And if you don't, then you're just not gonna compete. But luckily we have them, and they're coming back healthy and strong. So it's going to be fun and competitive. So we go through the season, right? You, you got you kind of up and down during the season. The team, you know, a lot of up and down and comes into that final weekend, right? Right after a terrible weekend against Siena, right? Yeah. I mean, the bats were like not even quiet. They were just silent, you know, like not even there. Yeah. And, and so that's the momentum you take into the conference tournament. Right. Yeah. So against Sienna, we scored one run on a balk and we got shut out in the three games. So we went one and four. One, we won one out of four and our one run was a balk. 
and it was a one nothing win, right? That was the yeah, the and that ball. actually got us the four seed, yeah. which is which is crazy. Actually, the three seed, three, yeah, which is crazy to think about because Petrowski, like Petrowski, is one of the best coaches I've ever played for. He's like the man. I I love him. I would go to war with that guy. And uh, he actually, Herb was on third base, and he starts telling Herb like he kind of like always is like like that because I've we've played in like scrimmages and Petrowski's always my coach. And he was telling Herb, like, if he's, like, come set, you go, because, like, he's going to flinch. Mm-hmm. And he came set, and Herb started going home. And we don't really know if he balked or not. It was super close. But Petrowski sold it like he had the worst balk of his life. Uncalled it, can't reverse it. And that won us the game. That got us the three seed. And if he, we don't get the three seed, we probably verse Maris. And Maris beat us pretty bad the first two times. So – Luckily, we got the three seed, and that brought us some serious momentum. So, like, little things like that. Like, if Petrowski never did that, we might never be in at Fairfield in the last round. Amazing. It's just, so like, many, crazy to think about. So many little things because the conference yeah. was so close between, like, three and, you know, five, three, four, five for sure. Yeah. Um, we're just so close. Oh, it's, like, crazy. Like, tiebreakers, like, who played, like, more games like just like yeah. stuff like that and one like Petrowski just like throwing his hands in the air and saying it was a balk even though it might have not been that literally could have won us the MAC championship yeah right played, there. Enough, played enough games against Mike and, and Legion and other things through the years I, I can uh, not even there and I can picture totally that picture that. yeah <laughs> and like um, if you were there you would have believed it too even if you, you saw him step off you would have said oh he, he bought you wasn't yeah. out there? Yeah. Now, so so you get through the Niagara weekend, and and the offense comes back around, and, and it's a great weekend, and you got fans in the stands for the for the first time all year, and yeah, yeah that takes you up to um, Fairfield for the conference tournament, right? And, and and as the three, you get your your buddies at at, at Monmouth the first round, crazy game, two really just so even teams throughout the year. And, of course, it's going to go down to the wire, right? Yeah. So, against Monmouth, it was pretty cool. Just, like, playing them, because I played against most of those guys, like, my entire life. Yep. And just, like, being, like, 10 minutes from Monmouth, it's just, like, cool. Like, to play, like finally be there and play them. Because the first time we played them, I just got hurt. And then, I mean, I didn't play. I actually pinched fielded in the last inning. So, I didn't play against Monmouth because, like, our guys were hot. And I was like, you know what? Like, they're rolling. Like, let's go. We're winning. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So it was cool to be there and, like, compete with them, even though I didn't play. It was just, like, cool just, like, playing against them and, like, and, and it's a cool atmosphere, too. And the typical back-and-forth game, late ride or rally, which became the thing at, at that point, right? I mean, uh, we in, in general's country will will remember Frank uh, Del Gersio and his big sacrifice bunt. Oh, my God. Legendary. Are you kidding me? I, I couldn't – we all couldn't believe it, but, like, he had to. So we gave we gave him an at bat during the season during the ACBL season because of that and struck out took called strike three not wasting his bullets you know no, no, he's saving him for big time situations that's what I always say that's right Same every situation. time every time I get out if it's like two outs nobody on and everyone's just like oh you got out I'm just like I'm just saving my bullets for the yeah. runners yeah. are on you know yep so 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 we we come to the game that you're saving it for obviously um, before your game. Right before your game against Monmouth even happens, you know Fairfield, the, uh, the 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 team that was what thirty one and one or something like that when they took the field 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, Niagara, uh, not Niagara, Canisius throws a, a freshman at him, absolutely shoves, beats him 3-1, 4-1, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was very good. Game. I can yeah, see that. So does that, at that point, do you start thinking, like, weird things are starting to, to happen your way? Or So what happened, we were on the bus ride up, and we're all, like, saying, like, Fairfield's so good, blah, blah, blah. And our seniors, like, this is where our seniors come into play. Like, of course, the young guys, like, we're, like, not experienced. The first mm-hmm. time going to the playoffs, first year, technically. And uh, all the seniors are, like, like Pete saying, well, I mean, it's the playoffs. Anything could happen. We're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, shut up. So we get to – we finally get to the field, like, and Fairfield's losing. And we're like, ah, it's all right. <laughs> the fourth inning. Yeah. Fifth inning, sixth inning. And we're like, oh, my God, they're about to lose. It's not changing. Comes, it's like the eighth inning. And Fairfield's down by, I think, like, three. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. They get, like, a runner on. And then they have two outs in, like, the eighth inning. It's, like, the bottom of the eighth inning. Kid, it's a home run. Bomb. For Fairfield. And we're just all like, okay, like, here it is. Fairfield's going to win. Kid up Fairfield missed home plate. I don't know if you heard about this. Kid up Fairfield missed home plate. The one run scored. That kid was called out. Everybody on the other team was losing their mind. Everyone at the stadium was losing their mind. And Fairfield lost right there. And we're like, we got a shot to win this thing. Like That's literally because we're like, anything could happen. The kid just hit a home run yeah. in his first playoff game ever. Because he's also in our grade. Right. And it was the catcher. And he or backup catcher, and he uh, missed home plate, and we're like, yeah, anything could happen. They were right. So that, like, kind of just gave us, like, the confidence to, like, really be like, all right, let's just do it. One game at a time, you know? So, so, you, you, so you get Canisius the next round. A mm-hmm. little bit lower scoring, but kind of similar to the Monmouth game and that it's back and forth. You fall behind. Jordan ties it with the hit. You fall behind it again in the ninth, and you're not starting, but what's kind of going through your head at this point? So at the time, uh, Coach Davis came over to me and was kind of just like, all right, you might pinch hit, just be ready. And I'm just like sitting there like trying to do my uh, like uh, my ankle mobility just to get like my ankle warm because like I was it still was hurting so bad. So I was like, all right, if I get in there, I'm just going to keep a simple approach, right center, just do my job. So runners come on base and like uh, Coach Davis was like, yeah, if like the situation comes, you're going up. You're our first guy off the bench. So I was like, Okay, cool. So I'm sitting there just, like, catching my breath, just not thinking too much of it because if you let the moment get too big, then, like, you know, if you let the moment get bigger than yourself, then you're not going to make anything out of it. So it's kind of catching my breath, just staying humble, just being there. And then Brian Scatini comes up, and Coach Davis goes, all right, Volpe, you're up next. So Brian Scatini came up. uh, He was supposed to bunt, ended up bunting it back to the pitcher, actually. Gave him a little crap for that. But – uh. Pass ball happened when I was up, and it was a one-two count. And just guy laid a fastball away. It was a good pitch. I just had the approach of being away. Let's uh, let's show the video on it, and, and you you feel free to talk over it or, or not talk over it. And I want to hear what's going through your head as all this is happening because it's uh, Ryder's biggest single hit in uh, – in, in, in quite a few years, I'd say yeah. at least since, uh, since, the, since the late 80s, probably. One-two. Volpe lines that to right. It's a base hit. One run scores. Coming around third, Diamantis. He is safe. Walk-off base hit. Ryder. Yeah, so that's just, like, crazy even to watch now, just, like, looking at it. Just, like, yeah. still hard to believe. Like, still hasn't, like, sunk in yet, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. And I, and I'm, I'm stopping it here. Cause like just the absolute craziness of like, that's the wildest, you know, uh, oh, yeah. walk off chase. I, I think I've ever, uh, ever seen. So, yeah. So actually after I hit it, the first thing I did, I grabbed my helmet and like, I wasn't even sure if the runner was going to be safe, but I grabbed my helmet as I was rounding first base. And then I heard safe and everyone started running on the field. I tried throwing my helmet and like the Bryce Harper incident where he rushed the mound and threw his helmet and it went absolutely nowhere. That's exactly what happened to me. I threw it and it might've went three feet. Me. They're not meant to be thrown. No, just... not, no. So I tried throwing it and didn't go anywhere. And I see my coach, best assistant coach ever, Alex Rayburn. Uh, and it was really cool to have him like being the first base coach. Cause he was the guy that like really helped me have like a really good season this year. Just like keeping that like short approach to right field. And uh, it was really cool having him there. Just like, so he actually sprinted at me and he was like, kind of thought like he stopped like halfway and he was like, crap, I'm a coach. I got to be professional. And like, you saw him like be super excited. And then he kind of just, you see him in the video, like turn his head and start walking back because like he, he can't come dogpiling with all the players. So like, you could tell though that he was so excited though. Cause like he totally took me under his wing and like, I had I had a rough start to the season and middle of the season I was just I was really locked in barreling everything and it was all because of him because like he taught me his approach his mental side of it and just like keeping everything short and so it was really cool to have him there and just like seeing his expression like and how much he really cared about like his players and what that meant to him even just being like an assistant so. You, you get through that, and at that point, there's not you could have played the Yankees in the in the championship. It probably would have yeah. mattered, you know. It, it kind of it, it, but it, you know that doesn't mean it has to be a, a normal game. It, it still becomes a crazy game because suddenly, in like the third or fourth inning, it becomes home run derby for you guys for a few innings, right? Yeah, that was that was sweet. So like even in batting practice, we don't hit like a crazy amount of home runs. Yeah, but once so Kyle hit a bomb, and we're all like, okay, like let's go. Like we got some momentum. And then Lou hit that home run and everybody got the chills in the stadium. Everyone had like the same feeling like, okay, like, like we were all kind of just like thinking like, this is it. Like we're going to, we're going to win. Like seriously, like even though it was early, but Lou just gave us the momentum. He came in and he was like crying a little bit. And we're like, Lou, why are you crying, man? You just had a home run. But he was so excited just like, and the whole team was just so excited for him. And that's what really sparked everything. And then, like, Brian hit a bomb. Socrates hit a bomb. And momentum was just flying. And every time we swung, we swore we could hit a home run. That's just, like, how, like, good of a team we felt. So we just had, like, crazy momentum. And Fairfield was barreling balls up. But mm -hmm. we were just, like it, – it just, like, was, like, one of those things where it's, like, almost not fair, you know? Like, you know how it's, like, the NBA finals? Even though we're playing on their home field, it's, like – doesn't even matter. Like, dude, the home team's going to win. And we felt like we were home, even though Fairfield had, like, thousands of fans there for them, you know? Yeah. If only the regionals could have been played the next day, you probably would have uh, beaten Vanderbilt or something, right? Honestly. Like, with the feelings we had, I mean, we're saying that now, but we were, we were feeling ourselves. It was cool. So you got me a picture after that game that I'll uh, – I'll have say. to certainly remember a long time. Tell us about the Sandlot slash Generals picture. Yeah, so, I mean, it was really cool because, like, we all played, like, in the Generals. We all played for the Generals. So, like, it was really cool that, like, you had so many guys on the team. And, like, it was kind of like a appreciation thing. Like, 
damn, if we didn't play in that, we might not be here right now. So, like, it was kind of like a secondhand, like, almost like a secondhand, like, ring ceremony for you almost. Like, as we were getting – like, as we get our rings, like, you might as well just get one because, like, you coached all of us. Don't, don't, tell, don't tell Barry that because he – I don't know that that's part of the budget. <laughs> I mean, we're yeah, we're still his guys, but, you know, we're your guys we'll, too. We'll just get some pictures. That's right. <laughs> um, so – you champs, you got a week, uh, the week, you know, of, of practice. You got a week of like, you know, hearing from everybody. You got a week of, you know, you got the Monday of finding out where you're going to go. You know, what's that whole week in between? Uh, just, just that kind of culmination of look, a bunch of Jersey guys got together and, and, and did this. Yeah. It was really cool. Cause like we were, we we're like last year, we were super young and like all kind of just like, Usually as like a young team like that, like in high school, when I played my sophomore year, we were actually like we lost and we all had that sorrow feeling. OK, we're young. We got another year. Mm-hmm. We we won. So it was almost like odd that we won because like we're like, oh, my God, we're only technically freshmen and we already won and we're still like playing like this is awesome. So like we were all just like super like we were all just like super like grateful to be there and still playing with the seniors because like that's what we were all kind of worried about, like when the seniors left and like might not like they're not going to come back so like it was cool to just be there and we really did appreciate the practices more like after like two and a half hour practices like we wouldn't care about leaving we all just kind of wanted to stay and just like hang out because we knew it was like our last like you never never know in baseball when when magic is going to happen and you and you come together like that and you you know it's a team that will always you know the that first game you could down in uh Louisiana, you're playing the host. It's their, you know, their, their stadium was destroyed two years earlier. They yeah. had to rebuild. It's the first time there. You probably, there was not much you were going to do in that game to, to have a shot, but yeah, you, know, you play Alabama the second game, right? A power five SEC team. You know, obviously nobody believes in moral victories, but you learn something probably about yourselves that, that can, that, you know, it may not feel the same as a win, but you probably learn some lessons that that take you into the offseason, I would think. Yeah, so one of the biggest things I learned by far against playing Alabama, like, those guys were unbelievable. Some of those dudes, like, tip the cap, like, they're going to be in the MLB one day, like, so good. But one of the biggest things I learned was I'm not saying, like, the only reason that they're just from down south, but we're the same type of dudes as them. Like, we can compete with them any day of the week. It was just kind of the thing, like, okay, maybe they were better than us when we were younger. But now we're, like, caught up with them, and we could definitely compete with them any day of the week. No doubt in my mind. And it kind of showed there that, like, we had some dudes playing that were better than the kids on Alabama. And, like, maybe not, like, statistically, like, maybe not, like, okay, like, they hit a ball for that harder than us. They have a harder exit below. But I really believe that, like, we had guys that were a hundred percent can compete with them every day of the week. And that's just like what, you know, you get that confidence. So now going in and playing any big time schools, we know like we start off with Wake Forest next year and Mm -hmm. we're going to go in with total confidence because we know we could play schools like that. Yeah. Sean McGann could play anywhere, you know, Frankie could pitch for, for anybody in the country, you know, and, 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 you know, until you experience it though, you don't you realize just, you that, fully understand like, all right, these guys, these kids are just like us. Yeah. It's more yeah. than just those two. There's a lot of guys that can, you know, it's like, they're not superheroes. Like they're just like us. And we play just as hard as them and work just as hard as them. Just maybe yeah. they were better when they were younger, or, but. I'm going to say I, one of the, the cool things about the summer before with the Sandlot was 
there was so many guys and so many mixture of guys from different schools that the same thing kind of happened for some of those D3 guys. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. we had, uh, there were some dudes that were unbelievable. And I was like, where's he going? Where's he? Where's he? They're like TCNJ. I'm like, yeah, seriously. And they were like, yeah. And TCNJ, they're ballers over there. Yeah. That's a good division three program. But like, it's crazy to think because some of these guys could play big time schools. Mm-hmm. And they're in Division three, and they're having fun. They're getting their education, and they're still unbelievable. And they I'll do not get that. enough appreciation. I guess be the first I'll person to say that. that. Yeah, I mean Ryan McCarty was as good as anybody that played last Absolutely. time, and and he's going. And I'm bringing him up, of course, because he's he's working with us this fall a little bit. Oh but, yeah, cool. uh, he's uh, you know playing at Penn State Abington. Yeah, taking taking uh, Connor deep in the in, yeah. our, in our in our playoffs, you know. And even and even some of the Mercer guys like. Yeah, a lot, those, a lot of those JUCO guys are like better than kids that we play. Yeah, you know? and better than some of the kids. Like, even when we played like bigger schools, like in the CAA, like those guys can play there. Like, there's no reason they just got to get the exposure I and think, just the confidence and play well in front of the. Yeah, I think the thing that you realize in, in going through what you did is is the the name on the front of the jersey doesn't mean Not a thing. No, that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's big thing. Yeah, big. so. So, so, you know, you get through the summer, you find out that, yeah, my, my, my ankle was broken. I'm not playing this summer. Um, kind of a bummer, obviously, with all your buddies doing great things. But, you know, you've used the time productively, right? I mean, you're – what have you done to – you know, you said earlier before we were on here that, in a way, going through playing what you did and playing the way you did actually – you know, you found the silver lining in, in – in, being hurt and what it did to, to your game. Yeah. You know, how are you a better player now than you were before last season? So playing with a hurt ankle, definitely. I definitely think it's going to help me in the long run because it really taught me like a different approach to baseball. So I used to go in there and I didn't want to say I'd be like trying to swing for a home run, but like, you always have that idea in your mind. Like maybe this pitch, I'm going to hit a home run. So like you always have like, maybe like, you're going to pop one up or you're going to top spin one. Like you have that approach. So with my ankle, I like physically could not do that. Like when I first hurt my ankle, cause I couldn't put pressure like in my back foot, like 25%. So I had this approach of just sticking the other way and just playing like almost like small ball and just doing my job, like not doing anything, doing my job so I can get on the field. And I, now that I have that approach and I'm healthy, I think it's just like, it almost brings a new aspect of like your game. So like getting hurt. Yeah. It brought you down at first, but now it's like I'm healthy and I have that same approach. So it's just like, I think that definitely helped me a lot. So where are we, uh, what are we hoping for this fall? You know, you got a to get everybody back on the field together again, but what do you think B kind of needs to be done to get you guys ready to sounds good to say repeat as champs, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy feeling. So, uh, I mean, Petrowski, one of the first things he said, and he made it very clear after we lost to LA Tech, like, you think, like, okay, like, LA Tech or 16th in the country, like, coaches won't be that mad that we lost, like, 18 to 2. They were, they were mad, like, because they expect us to play that kind of level, which is awesome. That's what you want. So, Petrowski was kind of telling us, like, he was, he was pissed off, which is good. Like, you want that because you want to be pushed. And he was telling us, like, you guys got to get more physical. Those dudes look like they are five years older than you, and they are your age, and some even younger. And they look way bigger than you, way stronger than you. 
So everyone this summer kind of like really locked in on the weight room as their number one, at least I did. And I know a lot of kids that didn't play did weight room number one and baseball too, because we can always work on the baseball in fall. But like we really worked on like getting physical, being strong. And that's like a huge aspect of the game that a lot of us like didn't have and like took entire entirely advantage of. So one thing I did because Petrowski was preaching is we need to get more physical and stronger. So, I mean, and that was one thing you were able to, you know, lift it a lot and then help you do that. Yeah. Now that my ankle's healthy, I've been running a lot too, a lot of sprints. So, cause that's what you need to do at the next level to play those like power five schools and those big time mm-hmm. schools like that. If you're not physical, you're, you're not making it. You Done. Know? You've got guys, four or five guys at each position who, uh, can can be that guy right I and mean, that's that's yeah. the other difference i think between the with the bigger schools is just depth yeah you know? oh, definitely yeah they they had guys that were just like oh my. if you saw their bp you'd be like whoa these guys and they're not even playing like right you know and then but for the fall i'd say our goals are kind of just keep the same thing that we had going we played a lot of small ball towards the end of the year where we got like hot mm-hmm. so i think we're gonna i think we're gonna keep that going Kind of the same approach. No one trying like do too much. Like no one who's not a home runner hitter hit like home runs. You know. That's why the that's why the championship game was crazy with all because you guys played your best when you like you said, you know, going really the first weekend of the conference tournament, getting away from that, you know, and, and going to more of a small ball. Yeah. You know. I mean, so I feel like in the fall we're definitely gonna tune in on that a lot more. Uh, definitely, I bet you coaches have us lifting four times a week definitely because they really preached getting physical um and we're all young too so we got time that's good but, yeah so getting physical is going to be of one thing lifting a lot uh probably going to be running a lot and then uh we do a lot of actually mental work with like the mental side of baseball because that's like not talked about enough and that's one thing that we do that i think we have a total advantage on every other school mm-hmm. we had a guy come talk to us his name was brian kane and we do a lot of like mental stuff and i know the pitchers like do their yoga for like, well, flexibility and stuff, but mental side, we do a lot of stuff. Like I know our pitchers do a lot of shadow bullpens and like, I feel like that side is not talked about nearly enough in baseball. And we do that. And we have a total advantage on everybody else. Cause when, when it goes bad, we're ready for it, you know? And we have that side of like, okay, what's like the worst thing that can happen and what's our ceiling? What's the best that can happen. So we're always prepared for the worst and, if the best oh, happens, most most games are decided by how you limit the damage versus Absolutely. the other way around. Yeah. You know, you're giving up one run at a time versus four or five, you're gonna win. Yeah. So fall probably a lot more of the mental side too. Because there was times that we definitely did have mental collapses, including myself. So mm-hmm. I mean, definitely gotta tune in on that a lot more. And uh, but yeah, we're ready for the fall. Like we're all excited and September eighth comes, we're gonna be ready to go. Again, we're here with Johnny, Johnny Volpe, the outstanding middle infielder for Ryder, uh, getting ready to, as I said, get back at it in the fall and work towards a repeat. Um, got some other stuff uh, coming soon, hopefully. And uh, you hear from Trey that you're not bad as a, as a chef. I'm a great cook. <laughs> we, so actually, when school ended and we were still playing baseball, me and uh, Brandon O'Donnell, General's legend too. Yes. He, he used to play. We used to cook. And one of us used to make the meat and the other ones used to make the sides. And we used to cook up like pork chops, chicken, steak. 
So is that going to be the deal in your in your play? Are you guys going to do the bulk of that this year too? Or? Uh, I mean, I hope so. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I hope he kind of just cooks. I hope he takes over. And and when we say need to be more physical, I think we probably should just say be more like Brendan. Oh my God, he's he's a robot. He's not even real. That's what everyone calls him. Because like we we'll go lift. We'll have like six a.m. lift sometimes, and we'll lift, and then we'll go run on the track. And he lifts by far the hardest. Not even like like he's a one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. And he will come in first on the track and lift the hardest and be in the weight room the longest. And we're like. How's he doing it? Like, because usually the people that slack in the weight room will be good in the track. Right. Just because, like, smaller guys, like, will be good on the track and smaller guys will be worse in the weight room. He's the best of both. And just, like, crazy. Like, and he's – he had some – he had a really good summer. And when it clicks for him, he's going to be a baller. He's going to be unbelievable. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I appreciate the time, as, as always. Always good to, uh, to connect here. Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, you having me. This is certainly awesome. Look, certainly look forward to getting to see some ball this fall. It'll be a lot oh, different than, than, than last year. We'll get out there and uh, see some inner squads, get some videos, and, uh, you know, hopefully see some of your, you know, Mercer. Uh, you get some games with uh, Mercer. That would be great, too. Yeah, definitely. So, excellent. Well, that's it for the show this week. It's uh, Johnny Volpe again. We uh, hopefully get that out soon and, and get a chance to watch uh, Frank Doling's roommate. Johnny Volpe.